I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Back from a hiatus, it's Joe and Courtney. We took a sabbatical. Just a little one. But we also took it, not that it matters to you, because you're listening to this on Thursday. We took it in between us recording episode one and now the finale on episode two. So, yay us. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll be sloppy. You'll be on top of it because you do the editing. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll get through it. All right, I'm just going to click my heels and jump right into our characters. We have Rachel Nichols, who plays Rachel. Can't screw up your own name, I guess. Uh, She was in Star Trek, Pandemic, Man in the High Castle, Chicago Fire. Fun fact about her, she received the first role she ever auditioned for as a restaurant hostess on Sex and the City in 1998. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, there's some good residuals from that. She's probably making a nice quarter a week. Yeah. Uh, she had a body double for her sex scene in Conan the Barbarian with Jason Momoa. So, yeah, you're an idiot. I wouldn't yeah, have done that. Boo to you. Who would want that? <laughs> I'd pay to not have the body double. Yeah, I would pay to be that body double. <laughs> um, we have Amy Acker, who plays Kelly Payton. She was an angel cabin in the woods. She was promoted from guest star uh to series regular in 2001 and she appeared in the opening credits until the series ended which is cool uh she wore her own glasses uh when she was on the show angel which i thought was pretty interesting no props no wardrobe just whatever she came with yeah and lastly (laughs) just just the bag on your shoulder we're actually going to do angel too so that'll be interesting Mm -hmm. uh and she's a close friend of neil patrick harris Ooh, i wish i was i always find him to be so fun I don't get him. Ah, you don't get anybody. No, I just don't get him. I get a lot of people. Are you kidding me? Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. That's where I really enjoy him. Maybe that's why you don't get him. I don't get the appeal. Because I see him in other things. I'm just like, it's not. He doesn't blow my balls off. You know what I mean? In in How I Met Your Mother, he's a really good character. He's funny. He's got a lot of like quirky and charm to him. So I think maybe that's why you don't. When you see him in other things, they're like one offs. Or like award shows. Right. It's different. What did you think? <laughs> I know you weren't a huge fan of the pilot. You did a lot of bitching and moaning about the pilot. So what did you think of the series finale? It honestly looked like a senior project of, <laughs> of like a high school person, <laughs> like a high school or, or maybe even like a first year film student. It looked <laughs> like it was shitty. Like just the cinematography of it or like, what do you mean? Yeah, all of okay. it. It was just poor. It's piss poor quality. Everything. <laughs> Um, I feel lukewarm about it too. I, I was very much into the storytelling of it, like what they were trying to do, the scene structure, you know, the the different things, but I wasn't particularly a huge fan of how people were interacting with one another. It kind of almost just seemed like wooden by the end. I'm honestly so sick of like these shows that we're doing. Don't put everything into the finale. I know. And I don't, you know I don't get that. I felt like if we're going off of the shows that we've done, I felt like Carnival did, right? Like they did, they gave us some good, like good versus evil type things, even for them being potentially canceled. That was like more like a season finale too. Right. And they were still pulling out all the stuff. Exactly. Jane the Virgin, I think they wrapped that story. Was I a giant fan of that story? No, but they wrapped that story in a colorful way. They kept it the same. Right. To me. Kept the heart of it the show. It was consistent. 
It's, it's different being consistent and then just being like all over the fucking place. Like right. consistency is key, especially with an audience like that who expects the same in and out and for how many episodes it did. Like even House of Cards wasn't half bad. Oh, no, no. I still have a giant problem with the House of Cards. The, the House of Cards series finale made me feel uncomfortable. It had a murder. But it made me a main like, character acting and interactions made me feel uncomfortable like they weren't prepared like it was weird it oh was no weird. i'm just talking about general story arc okay yeah but if we're going off of just pure story arc then this series finale of alias had some good things that did and some missteps that it did i mean even um scream i mean if you're going off a story arc even scream kind of did a better job but what i'm finding what happens is they have a hard time staying true to themselves in the series finale like Broad City did it well. Carnival did it well. They they kept their heart going. Some of these other ones, it feels like they're just like dialing in the acting and they're like, all right, you know, throw it in there. We got to wrap it up. You know, I, I don't like it. No, the, those shows did good. And like what you were saying with Broad City, like that was another one that was very consistent from the first episode to the last episode. So, I mean, they didn't have to do anything crazy, but, but they did. I mean, they obviously like went their separate ways and stuff, but like. But it felt like them. It felt, it felt genuine. You know, even in NYPD Blue, one thing that we had noted was that it felt so formulaic. When when it when it premiered, it was really in depth character insights, grittiness. By the end, it was like, oh, police procedural. It, you know, they kind of lose mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, and Alias definitely lost itself. It took on this otherworldly realm. You know, I can get behind espionage, explosions, gunfights, all the rest of it. But this like immortality, talking to the dead, primordial. Oh shit. man, how are we gonna get into that? Yeah, it doesn't belong here. Nope. They tried to Indiana Jones it. Yes. They ran out of shit to do, so they t- tried to take a piece out of Indiana Jones. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, all of a sudden it became like charmed or something. Like, what is this? Let's just dive in and okay. get into it before we get too, too fired up. Okay. <laughs> uh, it opens with a bunch of kids coloring, and can someone go back and please tell Lawrence that elephants does count as a job? <laughs> Who's that teacher to shut down that kid's dream? Yeah, she should be fired on the spot. That would never fly in 2020. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck that lady. You can do whatever you want, Lawrence. You the man. But I mean, essentially, like, what are they trying to say? Cindy didn't know what she wanted to be when she grew up. It's like, I don't buy into that either. This whole thing was like, oh, she was made to do this job. Those like flashbacks. I don't buy into those because if you think back to the pilot, one thing that she was always do was kind of bucking the system. Like she was still in grad school, even though they didn't really want her to be. She had this fiance, even though, you know, you kind of can't really do those kinds of things. She was kind of always bucking that job. So how was it like her destiny? Mm hmm her passion you know i get it and then it cuts to her half buried in the snow like she just got hurt with a big old cut on her neck i called it and then i had to go back and look so in the penultimate episode i was like i bet that sloan like attacked her thing and has like left her for dead and now they're like finding her and i guess that is what happened basically like well shocker she's alive then followed by my favorite thing ever is we have the scene where you meet the bad guys and we have a turtleneck off with these Euro <laughs> guys, like one turtleneck versus another turtleneck. So you always know says... they're evil Europeans with the turtlenecks and the glasses. Yeah, nothing says late 90s, early 2000s, like small round glasses. What's going on here? And then they walk into this hangar that's full of, all I can describe are cartoon missile launchers. <laughs> like they couldn't even afford the special effects. This fucking bothers me. 
This is a finale. They're made out of like cardboard, those missiles. I don't know what the hell's going on. Spend $50 an hour and pay an artist to do it. Take fucking two, three hours. Even that like ball that they're coveting is like a Pokemon ball. It was like, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) I have a good, I was like, what is this fruit punch ball that they're using? Yeah, it was so weird. It's kind of like Pandora's box looking thing, right? But in like a spherical form. (laughs) Fucking McDonald's Pokeball that they use. (laughs) I guess that's where I should have started noticing that they've now taken on this like mystical elements to the show. But I was like, what the hell is this? You know, And I was like, what's up with all these flashbacks? Because the next scene is like her going back and doing this thing they call the indicator test. And I'm like, yeah, we already know she has daddy issues. I learned it in the first fucking episode. Are we still on this? No, we not no one is. This? It's almost like they're almost trying to paint the opposite. In all those flashbacks, if you sit back and think about them, they seem like they're supposed to be her perspective. But what I think it is, is really Jack. And it's supposed to be kind of like how he actually didn't want this life for her. You know, he saw potential in her, but basically he was the one that was kind of always trying to like guide her away from it. And in her adult years, she was very, you know, their the relationship was strained. But really, I think those flashbacks are trying to show like he always tries to protect her. Like when they say the mother skidded off the road in a car accident, you know, telling her to, you, I need you to be strong, you know, noticing her potential with that puzzle. So I think it's actually more about him and how he supported her rather than like was against her. Okay, I can see that, but I don't. <laughs> still dead issue stuff to me it's just like you haven't moved past this this is episode one bullshit uh, like no. just in general we should already be past their relationship they should be working together or against each other yeah it is season five like why are we circling back to that i do i do get what you mean by that so i watched this a while ago and you want to know what my next note is i forget what happens yeah but just as snake torture we got snake torture snake that's what torture. i wrote that's it. i don't know what happens between now and then but no i mean well that's basically what does happen next because they're essentially trying to um they're starting to piece together who's like working on Sloane's side and one is that like young brunette and basically they're like oh this this used to be your partner the blonde she knows what you're afraid of and here comes the snake and i wrote not to be sick but i did want to see that scene play out a little bit more <laughs> Yeah, because I just I don't know. It was just like, and here's the snake, and she told us, you know, it's like okay, exactly because there was a flashback to episode one, and I saw that most of the characters are here, which is yeah. good and bad because it means like you kept your cast together, but it also means that there are no big deaths. Uh, no, I think her friend that we saw in the pilot passed away. Bradley Cooper didn't even pass away. From my understanding, he was set off to witness protect- protection. He actually came back a few times. Um trying to think of anybody else that we might have seen that passed away i mean no nobody's passed away but we will soon find out that someone has risen from the dead so (laughs) so they were like mongolia they try to like set the (laughs) scene for you and it's laugh out loud funny it's like a pit that they dug up in some fucking field and it looks like the props apartment couldn't get anything else but handguns because there's no rifles or anything how are you supposed to protect like this big thing that everyone's coming after in like the middle of nowhere if everyone just has pistols oh please they did that thing the thing i explained in the pilot with um the letters and how you show either like the country or the city in the background we never saw that in the pilot so i was like i don't know what they're talking about but they did it here when they went mongolia the eye zooms in and it's like oh we're in mongolia now and then they did it like with hong kong later so yeah there's some uh 
I don't know. I guess in 2005, maybe that was cool. I don't know. Not my editing choice, you know? Like, once again, with old school ripoffs, they have, like, this train of a standoff where one guy is across another <laughs> dude with a gun, and then another guy comes behind the other guy. like, not so fast. And then another guy is like, hey, not so fast. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Did you notice... Because between Mongolia and like where they're fighting, they do that flashback to when she was first approached on college and they did runaway train. I started dying laughing, you know, runaway train. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Now. This is a flashback. Okay. So let's imagine if in 2001 in the pilot, she was in grad school. Let's imagine her college years were like 97, you know, soul asylums runaway train was 93. So it's like, how far back are we going with this song? They're like, just throw it in. Everyone knows it. Throw it in. It's about that's a great it. song, but just not good placement. <laughs> it's also about like people that have run away from home. Like, what does that have to do with like her getting recu- recruited to like a covert operation? Because she's running away from home, Courtney. She's leaving behind the innocent, sweet little girl oh. that she was. They're like, oh, get the longest wig you can find that kind of matches Jennifer Garner's hair. We're gonna throw it on her for these flashbacks. <laughs> Even Victor Garber, they're like, oh, we got to make him look young. Just add a little, like, shoe polish to his hair and some cover stick. That's all he needs. Like, they didn't... We'll light it with yellow and make it look all right. fucking terrible. (laughs) And then we get to this scene where, like, it. this is where it all builds up to. So they're, you know, all these good people that are coming and trying to get this fruit punch ball, this golden circle pokeball filled with fruit punch from this bad guy. He ends up shooting Victor Garber, Jennifer Garner's dad, in the show. That was a a gasp moment, moment, I would say, because he really laid into him. I was like, it wasn't just like, boom, quick. Like he did like three shots to his chest. Well, because they use all the squibs on the on the dad, there's none left for the bad guy when the bad guy gets shot in retaliation. Uh, Okay, he just falls back into like this trough of water. I'm calling it like a primordial soup. I mean, she did shoot, you know, he Sloan goes, I'm not a heartless guy. And then in the next breath is shooting her father. And she shoots him like 10 different times. But he can't die because there's some immortality worked into this blood splatter ball Mm -hmm. right before this. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, this main bad guy is dead. So now they're going to like highlight the uber bad guy now we haven't been watching this right we have no idea what has transpired over five seasons i'm like thinking to myself i write down okay they're mentioning a person who's going to be the ultimate bad guy is that her mother i go wouldn't that be a hell of a twist and then they show this woman now we haven't been watching so i have no idea what she looks like and i was like is this her mother? And then they go back to where the dad of Sydney is dying and basically alludes that it's her mother. I'm like, oh my God, it really is her mother. Mm-hmm. That to me was a phenomenal twist. Now, yeah. people probably don't see as much of a twist if you've been watching it. But to me, I was like, wow, what a cool way. Like, I wish that they had kind of saved her for the very last to even reveal that she was alive. But I'm sure that came much, much earlier. Yeah, that is pretty cool to do like a, a twist like that to to have like your parents be facing off it's like very mr versus mrs smith well that's what you said in the pilot you're like because my guess was that maybe she was killed because victor garber like told someone that he was in this covert operation same way that sydney had done and her fiance was killed and you said or it could be a thing where they're both agents mr mrs smith style well it's essentially like that it's just that really sydney's dad always wanted to be the good guy and really the mom was more obsessed with power and being a quote-unquote bad guy yeah no i 
that I guess that's just my analogy I use for everything because I forgot I said that in Claire <laughs> Wood. So yeah. dang, Joe wins again. What's up? And well, you did, and I mean, I'll get to something else funny later that you said, but. What a fucking bitch. First of all, to abandon her child and play dead for like what? The better part of two decades. And it's like, well, if you know you're a fucking nut, why are you even having this kid to begin with? Now your daughter's got to come like presumably kick the ass of the mother that she hasn't spent years and years and years with. Like very, Mm -hmm. I love the twist of it. But when you think about that woman as a character and a woman, even when she's saying like, oh, I I really do love you at the end. It's like, no, you don't. You're a piece of shit person. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) it's just bizarre no like actually you're garbage yeah actually you're an asshole even you know when they're when victor garber's dying i was like oh he can't die like he didn't quite turn out to be the dick he was portrayed as the pilot episode he was actually the the good parent you know yeah yeah absolutely and you know probably coached her on all this like spy stuff throughout all these seasons exactly he was a mentor to her and probably tried to keep her you know from the mom maybe that's the whole reason why he didn't want her to become spy so he she wouldn't find out about the mom try to live a normal life type stuff so do you think and now we I, I have no idea unless you looked looked it up but do you think that when she you know when Cindy was a child and the mother you know quote unquote skidded off the road and had a car accident do you think he knew she was still alive do you think he was like I couldn't tell in those flashbacks oh a thousand percent he knew she was still alive Okay, okay. Like, he was trying to, like, keep the fact that she was the bad person away. Yeah. I think while he was trying to work on trying to take her down before Jennifer Gardner got to it, so they wouldn't have to actually face off, which is what happens next. So I said, is this where the budget goes? Did they actually go to Hong Kong? Is this where the whole budget of the whole (laughs) series went? No, they're in a fucking house in the middle of California with some shitty backdrop. What the fuck? I hate this. This is this is the shit I'm talking about. Ten dollar effects. Like, honestly. Well, is it, it's so, is your life so hard? They're fighting. Like, okay, spoiler alert, the mother and the daughter start, you know, cat fighting back and forth. And at one point they both go through a glass window, crash, bang, boom, not a scrape on either of them. They roll over and they're okay. I'm like, well, what kind of shit was that? <laughs> Why did they go yep. through that window if nobody was gonna be like partially <sighs> injured? I'm just I'm so upset. Well, there's I, a few yeah. things. Like even when um her dad got shot and they're out like in the desert part before she leaves, like he stands up rather quickly for having like multiple gunshot wounds. <laughs> yeah, he's standing up with a couple gunshots in him. Yeah. Just <laughs> watching him drive away. Okay. He's just like give her a wave on the way out. It's like Yep. See you. Have fun at college, honey. Yeah, See like that's what I mean. Like it's almost like the injuries don't match up like later. Like obviously, whatever, we can just say it. Like the mother crashes through that other glass ceiling and dies so she didn't die when you crash through the one glass window but she dies here but victor garber can stand up and have five different gunshot wounds and and he'll last for you know 15 more minutes i i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it either so like ultimately the the mother's greed killed her because she tried to like reach yes. for something and yeah. fell through like the sky the skylight and dies yeah and which then- is probably only like 40 feet taller than the the one they just took I found that to be anticlimactic because, like I say, I could see somebody fall, die, and now, like, you're on the bottom and you're kind of, like, succumbing to your injuries. But why would she automatically just die from going through that ceiling? What was the what was the impact that killed her? She's just like, I really did love you, but I'm going to reach for this ball. And then Sydney literally says, Mom, come back. She goes, Mom, come back. Like, just like, 
back. She's on the glass ceiling. Like, no, no hyper emotions, no nothing. And even when she sees the mother is falling through and is laying there with, you know, eyes wide open while she's dead, Sydney's just like, single tear, like one brown, <laughs> you know? It's so like, what the hell? Oh, it just sucks. The, everything sucks in this, like, action sucks. The effects suck. The everything. It wasn't good. We have got to talk about the immortality thing now, though. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So the next scene is the bad guy's alive. Yeah. <laughs> so somehow. After 10 gunshot wounds to the chest, fall in a pile of blood. <laughs> he fell into some fruit punch juice that fell out of the ball. And apparently that gives him immortality. Um, so he apparently thought through this and was thinking he's going to get away with it. It's kind of one of those like, he, 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 bad guy moments. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, they need to put the dad in that fruit punch water. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the dad turns the corner, TNT in his hand out of nowhere. Um, that he didn't bring with him. He just must have found generally in the pile of of those trucks. So he has this TNT in his hand. He's like, well, you know, you may be live, you may live forever, but you're never going to get out of this like tunnel that's that you're in like this tomb, Egyptian tomb that they're in. I'm very puzzled in this part until I, I had to work it out later, but I'm very puzzled because I'm saying, okay, are they both like semi dead? Have they come back to life? Are they ghosts? Okay. No, no. Arvin Sloan is somehow immortal now. Jack has mm-hmm. somehow stumbled with multiple gunshot wounds to the chest, acquired yep. some explosive, and now he's got a diabolical plan to trap this dude in the cage, in the mm-hmm. cave. And Arvin's like, well, like, just jump in the fruit punch and you can be immortal too. And he's like, no, F that. Like, instead, I'm going to trap you in here. But like, why? Why? Did any of that have to be a part of it? Why couldn't they have just both died by gunshot wounds? And it was like, well, he shot her father, so she shot him, and she's probably been waiting to shoot him for five seasons, and he's probably been driving her nuts for all these years. You know, I didn't, I, why did Well, he... the whole point was that he tricked them into... Making him immortal. Quote, unquote, killing him, so yeah. they go and kill the mother, and he would be able to live forever. Okay. Makes more sense. They didn't know about the, that. I don't think they knew about the immortality thing. He must have, because why would he come back for him then, the dad? You know what I mean? I think that he probably figured out. I I don't think. I think you're right. I don't think that Sydney knew. I don't. I think that she was because even when she picked up the ball, she's like, "What is this? What is this for?" Basically, but I think the dad had probably put it together a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. and just went in there to finish the job. But did you? You know, people probably obviously knew this prior. But the the daughter that he's seeing, like the ghost daughter that he's you know having hallucinating, is Sydney's half sister. Because I was like, wait, I think that. Her mother is also Sydney's mother because you could tell by the way Sloane was talking. Yeah, I got that. It was kind of weird, but I got that 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 was his daughter or like half daughter or something. You know it's what his I mean? Daughter, like and then daughter Sydney's mother's daughter as well. So it's Sydney's half sister. And I thought maybe there was a big problem where you know maybe Sydney had killed her or something, and that also caused some things. But no, after I was done watching, I looked it up, and his greed in the similar way that Sydney's mother caused her death his greed caused his daughter's death because he was searching for that power and she basically came it came down to like her dying or her get him getting some other like piece of this whole thing and he chose the piece and he let her die so that yeah so basically it kind of mirrors the two things that's super weird i did like i don't like all this immortality magic whatever you want to call it mystical elements of that but i did like how basically now his punishment is to be banished to this cave because yes, he's immortal, but he'll never have the strength to dig himself out from under those rocks and like where it like concaved. So like Mm -hmm. he's got to just spend eternity essentially in that cave 
and even the ghost daughter like forsake him. No, that's cool. That that's like a good ending because he's not going to be like you said. He's not going to be able to get up. He's immortal, but he's just going to have to be stuck underneath this giant pillar because the dad blows up this this entire tomb with TNT. Uh, kills himself obviously but then locks him down there in the process that was which... more to me that was better storytelling and more climactic than the way Sydney and her mother kind of fought and the way the mother died i wish that was a bigger ordeal yeah it, it was kind of like just some tussling around and then you know she falls to her death because she's being greedy in this way he's got the ultimate punishment because yes he's alive but he's got to sit there with his thoughts and this and that forever and and her mother kind of just got up easy scot-free yeah then sydney doesn't have to live with the guilt of killing her mother because her mother basically killed herself and that was one thing that he said like are you sure you know when they were doing a flashback are you sure you want this job it's this this and this but they're you're gonna do things that are gonna haunt you for the rest of your life and then cut to you know her mother dies in the next part so cut to she doesn't actually have to she just loses a tooth in the first one (laughs) yeah and i don't know there were some big issues with this i i think that the things that I found delight and excitement in were the twists that came like, oh, that's her mother. But people, if you had been watching the show for the seasons, you already knew that ahead of time. Oh, yep. that's her half sister. Whoa, that's her mother. Oh, she's in charge. But you already knew that. So everything that I got excited about figuring out or 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 they explained to us were things that people already knew. So there was nothing, if I was a longtime viewer watching this, there was nothing that was like, oh, man, yeah, like, finally, you know, I, I yeah, don't know. It was cooler know. for us than it would be for the longtime fan. Yes. Yep. And this, that's not good. <laughs> right? Yeah, because like, you're, you're split. You, you, you're getting the good, like, the guy's going to be stuck there forever, like, haha, fuck you, I love to watch you suffer type deal. Yeah. But then you get, like, that's a cheap way out for the mom. So you're kind of split in half, and it, like, that stinks. You know, I feel like a lot of these series finales that we've watched were like, oh, we're missing this piece. This would have explained this and this would have made us like it more. Here it's like, I think we're getting more delight than someone who has spent five years watching it. And I hated it. Right. <laughs> I still got more delight out of Right. It. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The ending. I go, wait, this is Joe's guess for 24 and it's actually the ending of Alias. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. I bet you that's why 24 didn't use it because they already did it. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. They're basically like, oh, that was the ending we had picked out, but she retired to the beach, so we can't yeah. do that. Hi, I'm sorry you're relaxing on the beach in the middle of nowhere, but I somehow found you. You yeah. got here in a taxi cab, but we need you back. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew um, right before the little girl did it, her daughter did it, I was like, oh, she's going to like either like orchestrate these boxes in a way or find that puzzle, and doesn't she do it to show that she also like has the potential to be in espionage mm-hmm. my vision for the show was even though you didn't like the pilot i liked i liked all the plot twists they did i liked what they set up and how in the potential that it had to always keep guessing who's your friend who's against you this and that i liked the mother came back from the dead i hated 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 mystical elements worked into this immortality things are out of this this realm i, I like I said, I can get behind espionage isn't enough for you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Gunfights and hand to hand combat wasn't going to like suffice. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. And could you spend more than $120 an episode, please, <laughs> on things besides the actors? I know the actors cost a lot, but like, come on. They went to Spirit Halloween for like all the wigs and everything else. They, they like, used oh, Fiverr for oh. all their jobs. I have to tend to agree with you on that. It doesn't look like a lot of fine detail went into this. Like I said, I got to circle back to even that snake 
torture scene. It's like, here comes the snake and the scene's over. Like, we didn't get to see her react to the snake. We didn't get to see her. No, it's a B-roll snake, probably. The one theme that I liked that did carry through this, even though I know you did bring up a good point of like the daddy issues, but is the theme of family, which was something I talked about in the first episode. Because in the pilot, you know, she's got the complex relationship with her father, her mother's seemingly dead. But by the end of that episode, it seems like he's looking out for her. And now here in the finale, we have those flashbacks where it really does show that he looked out for her. He acknowledges her aptitude. Um, He's trying to save her from a life of espionage, protect her, tell her to be strong. And then even when he's dying in Mongolia and she has to leave him, I think like he like he's had to stand up to show her like, I'm all right. Like you can be on your way, you know, like. But he also basically finally tells her, like, she's the only person who could have done this job. He's the Mm -hmm. true parent. He made the sacrifices. He protected. Whereas the mother always wanted power. She never looked out for her. Like, even pretending you're dead, like, is traumatic for a child, you know? Like, And so I think at the very end, even, like, the new family she has for herself, where she names her second um, baby Jack after her father, like... It keeps the theme of family going. So it's a a very outrageous show as far as like, you know, spy versus spy and magic, I guess we'll call it. But but then the family is the undertone. So it's very, it's a weird show. That's a very weird, just like underlying message for a spy show. I agree. If it wasn't going to be the family business, you know, because that's what I thought in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it it was. I don't know. The more you just described it, I guess the more I get that. I needed someone to explain that to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I needed you to just sit and break that down for me in order to get it. And, like, if you're going to have a giant storyline, I should be able to catch on to that pretty easy. My storyline was she has daddy issues, and there's, like, some a wedge between them. But here you are saying that the bond couldn't be closer. Right. Perspect- matter of perspective, I guess. Yeah, it's not a super forthright thing. It's I think this is a show, just, as I say, judging from the two things we've seen, that got caught up in trying to do too much with too little. Five seasons is a decent amount of time, but it's not so large as, like, Smallville, where you're running out of things. So they could have simply stuck to new enemies. We go new places. We don't know who to trust. Am I a double agent? Am I a triple agent? You know, who else is a double agent? Because it turns out Dixon who I spoke about her partner in the beginning, you know, is he also a double agent? We don't know. He turned out to be part of the good guys too, whether he did that knowingly from the beginning or, you know, changed over, we don't know. But uh-huh. all that guessing and who's your friend and who's not is is important. Why these these messages of greed and and immortality and all of that was too much to me. You're, you're getting into almost like a Smallville realm that you didn't yeah. need to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You didn't need to bring in other elements of the show. You had a decent premise off the off the bat. Super intelligent woman. You picked a, a very beautiful actress to portray, uh, you know, someone strong, confident, independent. I don't know. It's just like you had a good start. You had a good foothold. I don't know what happened, but I don't I just don't like the show. You have like other things that have the same premise. Tomb Raider. Um I'm yeah. just trying to think, you know, Charlie's Angels has three of them. You have Wonder Woman. You have all these things where you have these smart, beautiful, intelligent, strong women that play these lead roles and they do great. And it's just like they didn't, I didn't feel like they didn't put any money into it because they didn't know it was going to be successful. So that's what bothers me. I mean, they could have simply taken, this is 2001 to 2005, take a little Mission Impossible, sprinkle it with a little face off. Like we talked about, like when she pulled on the dad's face, is that really you? You know, you can, you can incorporate advances in medicine and science without having to go down an ancient tomb immortality route <laughs> like, to be you your know? finale yeah like 
okay, read fingerprints, change your face. I'll get behind all of that shit. The other shit totally, totally ruined it for me. So I think in conclusion to this episode, just don't even watch the show. No, <laughs> I think if you watch the pilot, you'll be pleasantly surprised by the twists and turns. I don't know what happens from there. I'm sure. There, I'm sure if you watch the first couple seasons, it's stuck more to the spy versus spy. This thing. is Joe. Don't don't watch it. <laughs> this is me on the other side of your shoulder. Don't watch it. <laughs> but it was fun to talk about. It's fun to analyze. It's fun to hear different perspectives from you and I, even with the family thing. I mean, we saw that in two different ways. No, it is still cool. I mean, it's, it's not total garbage. I'm just joking. Like, if you like those, like, old throwback shows, like, if you want, like, a very, very, very poor man's born identity type of deal, then you're going to get it in this. Uh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go back and watch Bradley Cooper when he's that young. Um, yeah. But overall, I, 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 I just don't know. I didn't like the show. I don't like the effects. I don't like... Uh, there's other shows around that time period that have better effects and, you know, put more money into the, that's kind of the stuff I like. I don't like this, how lazy and sloppy the look of the show was. And, Agreed. you know, it's those more... are the things that I look for. So I just felt from under my microscope, it, it was sloppy. So, you know, that's my take on it. I, I think you're right. I think if you want an action show with some of the, those spy elements, you're going to get it in 24. I think if you want something that has kind of mystical, weird things you have to figure out, you're going to get it in Lost, which was another J.J. Abrams. So here it tried to land somewhere in the middle between those two shows, and I'm not I'm not fully on board for it. There it is, folks. Elias finale. <laughs> Thank God. I want to punt this thing out the window. I'm <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah, we're moving on up. Follow us on Instagram at SpoilEverythingPod. Like, subscribe, five-star review, do the damn thing. Thanks for tuning in.